Welcome to the Think Yourself Healthy Podcast, where you meet the intersection of mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Heather Duranja, founder of Nutrition Vixen, registered dietitian, nutritionist, personal trainer, and cognitive behavioral specialist. I'm a mother, author, self-improvement junkie, and recovering perfectionist turned professional half-asser. Each week, I'll be bringing on a guest or a topic that will help you go from surviving to thriving. Are you with me? All right, here we go with today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have Katie Miller with us, and she is a health and wellness coach that specializes in helping women improve their relationship with food, exercise, and themselves so that they can live fit and free for life. She is a former IFBB professional athlete. She has a bachelor's degree in exercise science and is a certified NASM and ACMSM trainer. Her goal is to spread the message of sustainable health and wellness through integrating mindset work into health programs. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being here. Um, Just full transparency, Katie and I know each other from, I guess it's been quite a while now, Uh, 2014, we started working together at a um, health facility where she was a trainer and I was a nutrition program coordinator, and I remember sitting on the window ledge having many conversations with you, and it's really, really exciting to see... um, that some of those conversations we had back then are actually real life scenarios. Now we both left the corporate world and started our own practices and um, are very active on social media and you have a podcast as well. So it's really, really exciting to see two females who sat back and talked about these big dreams and are finally, you know, being able to have these conversations where they're real life now. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I had so much fun when you came on my podcast the other week. And it was a blast. From my memories of you back in the day is you were always testing out new methods and you were so excited about it. And it just goes to show that's why you were able to leave the corporate world and kind of go out on your own. Mm -hmm. And I remember we would always chat different like nutritional things and it's just fun to reconnect and, you know, have this bigger conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I've always been a fan of you and the work that you are doing specifically um, in coordination with helping women. I think that what I, I, I believe so strongly in what you do, and I'm really excited to kind of have a conversation with you today because back in that time, you were a competitor, so a lot of the things that we talked about were specific to your experience as a competitor, doing a lot of restricting, a lot of supplementation, a lot of, um, you know, different things to... um, you know, transform your body composition so that you would be stage ready. And um, that is no longer the case. So I'm really, really excited to kind of jump in and talk about how you went from IFBB bikini competitor to a holistic health practitioner. So talk to me, tell me what happened. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> that journey is very, very messy, um, but it was a very beautiful journey from going from such an extreme and having all that external validation, worldwide external validation. I was on billboards in China. I was not billboards, like, but at like expos, uh -huh. like big walls and um, in magazines. And to be able to walk away from all of that took every like ounce of uh, courage in my body. Um, and I had built this big business off of coaching competitors. So I, it was, it was scary. And, um, you know, on the backside of that, it was kind of figuring out how to create a sustainable lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, where I was able to live in a body that I felt comfortable in, mm -hmm. but not a body that was so extreme that required extreme methods. And just to, for anybody who's listening I remember vividly a conversation in my head with you. I was like, because I remember we would all go, all the trainers would go to Heather, we're like asking her all these like scientific questions and she would have this like huge like paragraph scientific answer off the top of her head to respond. Heather's really smart. And so I remember being like, Heather, why am I cold all the time? Mm -hmm. I was just being dumb. I, I, I knew, but I didn't want to accept it. You're like, maybe you should eat more fat. <laughs> so I was eating like no fat at all, any added, you know, fats, just fats that came from maybe meat. Mm -hmm. And it, that just is, is an example of how extreme it was and how unhealthy yeah. it really is to go to those extremes and how just having the body is not going to make you happy or healthy all right. the time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some, you can be healthy and have, you know, a body that you feel comfortable in, but having that extreme competitor physique is mm -hmm. not healthy. What was the lowest percent body weight or body fat that you were competing at? So I never um, did um, a like actual Dex DEXA scan while I was competing, okay. Okay. but according to the BIA devices, like handheld or like the scale ones. I was the lowest I ever measured was in 2011 and it was 6%. Wow. That was before I was ever on birth control and I was like very young. I wow. was probably 19 or 20 mm -hmm. and that's the lowest I remember it seeing. Wow. That that's incredibly low, especially for a female. You know, oh, yeah. Katie, you are an absolutely gorgeous human. You are just the picture of perfection when it comes to aesthetics. Um, I've always been impressed with, you know, just your look in general. You're very tall. You have an incredibly illuminating um, presence. And so talk to me and tell me, you know, having that pressure, being in this bikini competitor world where everyone has an expectation of how you are supposed to look. How do you mentally deal with that on a regular basis, especially in the off season where you aren't being as restrictive and you aren't working out as hard? How do you handle that? This is a really good question because I think it's a lot, it's something that a lot of people don't consider when they get into competing. Mm -hmm. um, and just to be clear for anybody that's listening, I do not compete anymore. Um, but when I had to upkeep this image of, 
being super lean when I was in the spotlight of competing and it was the off season. Yeah. It totally like messed with me. It, it crazy. And on top of that, I was going to extremes during competition season for probably 90% of my competition um, career. Wow. So when it became off season, I there I could not maintain anything near it mm. until I took care of that and reverse mm. dieted mm-hmm. um, and raised my calories. So for anybody that's listening, reverse dieting is slowly raising your calories over a long period of time so your body can keep up with it and you don't gain weight mm-hmm. from eating like additional carbs, if that makes sense. Right. But um, it was tough. For sure. That was one of, I mean, one of the many reasons why I walked away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mean, it just wasn't my season anymore. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but you know, the best thing I ever did was making sure I took time off Mm -hmm. to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of years on years and years of eating 900 or less calories um, making sure I actually hired somebody to reverse diet me for mm-hmm. eight months. Right. So then my next off season, I could maintain a little bit closer and feel better in my body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so for you, part of being able to control that was hiring an expert and making sure that you were doing it in the healthiest way possible to ensure that you were maintaining a physique that was as close as possible to your stage presence. Is that correct? Not as close as possible, but a physique that did and a, a, um, cause when you're restricting that far, you'll mm-hmm. binge. Right. So when I went through the healthier preps, I was less likely to binge in the off season. So a mentally and physically, healthier mm-hmm. off season. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just about maintaining a close to my like physique. It was about feeling good in my body, feeling like myself mm-hmm. and mentally just feeling sharp. Like I can, I'm in control around food. Okay. That's, that's really helpful. I think to hear, um, you know, we hear so many horror stories of individuals who specifically females who um, maybe hire a coach that isn't really qualified. And I'm sure you can speak more to this. Um, and ultimately, you know, the, the individual is able to reach their stage presence, but then from there, all hell breaks loose. They lose yeah. it. Um, and then it takes years and years and years for them to regain where they were prior to starting their, com- you know, competing. Um, the hormone system specifically takes such a hit. The adrenal system, the thyroid function, um, yes. stress response, inflammation, you know, our body's inability to uh, metabolize nutrients efficiently. And all we do is just store fat regardless of how little we're eating and how much we're exercising, which can be extremely defeating, um, which leads us to that self-sabotage. And we're just caught in this vicious cycle that makes us feel so helpless. So kind of talk to me about that. What kind of experience have you seen as a coach 
and as a competitor with other individuals or maybe even yourself? With going to the extremes and the bad things happening? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's why I won't coach um, competitors anymore. And okay. it's, I, I gave up my whole like competitive wow. business for like half, I still have random inquiries asking to mm-hmm. coach somebody for a competition. I'm like, nope, <laughs> won't do it. But um, I never saw anything in my clients because okay. even if they couldn't afford a reverse diet afterwards, I mm-hmm. would do a very loosely structured four week period after where I would take care of them. Okay. Um, where it wouldn't be as much high touch. And I just, I saw that as my responsibility mm-hmm. um, to do. Um, I mean, definitely occurrences of people beating themselves up, binging, mm-hmm. beating themselves up. And that was with me. So, I mean, I come from an eating disorder background. background. I was anorexic for a good period of my college and mm-hmm. competing actually saved me. It got me to eat. Okay. Um, and eat regularly mm-hmm. and exercise and take care of my body. But then I took that to an extreme and, um, you know, to get leaner and leaner over the years, I had to keep reducing the calories and doing more cardio. And then that led to binging. And I remember in 2015, I think it was, um, I think it was to, no, it was 2014, and I, yes, 2014, I competed the whole year. That's like, that was like my breakthrough year. Like that's when my Instagram following like grew a crazy amount. People are like, how do you have that following? I'm like, mm-hmm. I just competed. I ran after my dreams, but um, <clears throat> that's when everyone, I started getting sponsorships and everything and mm-hmm. competing was huge, but I did a ton of shows back to back and um it was Christmas and I went on a week long vacation with my family and I came back and I had gained, I think it was like 25 pounds in a month Yeah. after being really lean all year. Mm-hmm. And that was like a huge like wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the year where I taught myself how to do macros. Mm. Um, and then I had a, obviously a few other wake up calls. I hired a coach, wake up call, I walk the heck away, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So, so tell me what, what, so you, you find, you did get your pro card, correct? Yes. Okay. So were you determined to compete until you got that pro card? Because my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, is that after you got the pro card, you finally gave yourself permission to mm-hmm. leave the industry. Is that correct? Yes. Had you made the decision that at that show, if you did not get your pro card, were you still going to walk away? Um, I went, I think it, it, it was a subconscious thing. Like I wouldn't stop until I got it. Like I had okay. no, I had no chat in my head. I just wouldn't stop. Like I was, okay. I needed to get it. Like I'm like, my mom says, said that's how I've been my whole life. Like I obsess over things until I get it. Then I'm on to the next thing. And like, okay even thinking I just I just wanted to I was so close too I, I I've been I was like runner up by uh-huh. point like yes. three times and I was top five like I think it was like something like 10 times I don't remember the mm-hmm. number so, so so when you got the pro card what happened what what allowed you to flip the switch kind of talk to me about that transition 
that occurred where you have the pro card now, what happens next that leads you down this pathway of holistic health? So um, this is like, I was good. Like I was good, like um, not mentally, but I was good um, physically. Like I was eating a lot of calories leading into my pro card. That's when I was working with a coach and he like took care of everything and reverse dieted me. It was the healthiest prep ever, like not doing barely any cardio. Mm -hmm. And after I got my pro card, I was like, I'm going to try to like handle this off season myself and like reverse diet myself and just like implement like beer and alcohol and see like how well I can maintain. Mm -hmm. And I did extremely well. Mm -hmm. Um, back then that was considered balance for me. Not that wouldn't be balance for me now, but my balance leading up. And so I was like, this is a lot of fun. And then the, I did two pro shows. Then I did that again. Mm-hmm. I figured out my balance and my reverse diet. The more I removed myself from the competition world after my two pro shows, the more I saw how disconnected, um, I don't want to say um, anything wrong, but how yeah. disconnected you have to kind of be to win. Right. Like to have a winning mindset for an extreme sport, like you have to be like, there's no balance Mm -hmm. at all. People like, oh, you can balance, you can go to parties and like, no, if you want to be the best, you got to like, you got to be removed from your relationships, from everything else. It's just that. And I... I wasn't ready to give anything else up anymore, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to respect that you have a lot of loyalty to the industry and the field because it was such a significant component of your life for such a long period of time. And there were so many amazing, beautiful things that did come out of the experience mm-hmm. for you. So I applaud you for being so respectful. Um, you know, to the audience, anyone who's listening, anyone who is possibly a competitor themselves or thinking about competing, I, I realize you don't want to be disrespectful to the industry as a whole. Um, but I, I imagine that for someone who is in that place, especially in that pro category, that it must be a really lonely place to be. Yeah, it's pretty isolating. I will say like if anyone's listening and they they compete or they're thinking about competing, I don't know like who's listening, but mm-hmm. the best and this could apply to anything in life. Um like I know you said your word was connection. The best thing I did that I was resisting for like 80% of my competition career was joining a team. Mm-hmm. And I joined a team and everything changed. Yeah. Um like, I mean, my body fat loss was low, so that added a lot to my depression and my mm-hmm. panic disorder, like panic attacks and anxiety. Like, Well, your body is in a constant stress state. That's why I walked away. Yeah, I was okay. having nonstop panic attacks yeah. and anxiety, um, but it was a lot better when I was a part of a team and I had mm-hmm. that connection and you know, just other people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, so you feel it's important for anyone who is in the industry or considering getting into the industry that they do need to find a solid support system to help them through the progress 
to stay connected and have that sense of belonging and, and support group? Yes, it's so true. I mean, I think all humans work like that, but specifically me. And yeah. I'm, um, I'm really introverted, so I resist it like till the last minute. And like the best thing I did this year was join that business mastermind. Mm -hmm. And it's, I resist it, resist it, resist it until I hit a breaking point. So mm -hmm. if you're listening right now, just like freaking join a group, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, I finally did. Yeah. And you'll be able to fast track so much faster. Right. <laughs> instead it's of like this. I think it's important that we have to give ourselves permission to know that we aren't the expert in every area of our life. And that's okay. We aren't meant to be the expert of everything. And that if there is something out there that we desire, some goal that we have set, I feel really, really strongly that you must invest in yourself, whether it's a business goal, a personal goal. You have to find the people out there who are doing it and doing it really well and hire them to help you so that you don't take, you know, for me, my journey has been 25 years, right? And if I knew at 18 what I know now, I would have hired the person, helped right. me get where I needed to go uh, so much faster so that I could have done it the right way and maintained it, you know, I think I could have saved myself a lot of pain and suffering throughout the process. I know in my business, I am such, I am such a huge promoter and advocate for hiring other professionals, joining groups, joining masterminds to help get me where I want to go. And I've, I've talked about this on other podcast episodes that, um, Whatever your goal is, you have to surround yourself with people who are already there, already yes. doing the thing in order for you to elevate yourself to making that a reality and a sustainable behavior, whatever it, whether it's a professional goal or a personal goal. And I think that a lot of us have resistance. We tell ourselves these stories. No, no, I can do it myself or I can be the expert of myself. And in the end, um, we end up spending a lot more money. Uh, we have a lot yes. more pain and suffering than if we could have just been honest and said, you know what? I need the support. I need the help. Let's do the damn thing. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that's important. So tell me how you uh, mentally adapted as you go through this process and you're letting go of being the competitor, Katie, and now you're trying to become a more balanced, holistic Katie. What does that look like? How does that feel? The transition or like, how do I do it now? Well, the transition, and then I'd love for you to share how you do it now. The transition was a lot of soul searching. It was my identity, all of my 20s. I'm 29 now. And so 28 last year when it happened. And um, this weird thing, I shared this on my podcast the other day, but this really was the turning point was this girl reached out to me and I, I, I'm like very spiritual. So I mm -hmm. like, it was so crazy. This girl reached out to me and online and mm -hmm. she said she had found me on google which 98 percent of my leads come from instagram mm -hmm. um 
And so that was a little like, I was like, whoa, that's weird. And her name was Katie Miller. Really? Yeah. My, for anyone who's listening, my name is Katie Miller. And um, then she asked me, so I was still like kind of coaching competitors doing my normal business. This was like summer last year. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, she asked me if she would coach, like if I would coach her to have a better relationship with food. Mm. And that's what I do now. But I didn't do it back then. And yeah, it was just like this huge sign. It was like, that's what like I want to do because I had spent all summer and I had like really healed my relationship with food, stepping away from restrictive protocols, really forming a balanced, Mm -hmm. I mean, somewhere that really met in the middle, like not, you know, neglective, not extreme. It's, it was in the middle and I really Mm -hmm. formed this like beautiful techniques and like way to live. And I was like, that's it. And then I started um, listening to podcasts that was the real game changer for me. Mm. That changed everything. Um, and I started walking outside. Um, and then I met my friend, Taylor Klump. I will never stop thanking um, her for coming into my life. Um, she taught me how to journal and meditate. And all, the, all these things changed my life. And so now I implement all of those things into my, um, my programs because it truly I'm a completely different person Mm -hmm. and it's so I blend my like fat loss techniques techniques with mindfulness practices and it really, really, it's, it's been incredible to watch everyone, you know, go through what I went through. Right. How amazing if that isn't the universe showing up and saying to you, hey, here's your path, right? And by the way, I'm even going to present it in the form of you as Katie Miller. Right. Um, how, how incredible. That's, that's an incredible, beautiful, inspiring story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And um, so how, how did, so I'm assuming you coached her and is that true? So no, actually, this was what I, why I thought it was even weirder. Okay. Usually I'll hear from people right away, but I didn't hear anything. And really? I was like, it's like the secret person. It's, she's not even real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but I wouldn't have, if she signed up with me, I wouldn't have been ready. Mm. Because wow. I needed time to grow mm-hmm. and create the fit and free lifestyle. So like where that actually addresses it on the dot, not just like all over the place coaching, Mm -hmm. like it actually is like, you know, it it addresses it. So it all worked out. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I, Um, I, I believe so strongly in the universe and I think that when we can move into a state of being self-aware and more mindful, we're able to recognize all of the signs that have always been there. They've always been there. They're always waving and saying, hello, Mm -hmm. please see me. And we're just like, nope, nope. I'm so disconnected. I'm in my zombie state and I am not willing to, you know, to see you. So um, I, I think that a person has to be ready. They have to be at such a low place in their life that Mm -hmm. they are ready because 
the pain of staying where they're at is so much worse than the fear of the unknown of what is waiting for them on the other side. So I agree with that. And so I was, this was before I was, I had no sense of self, like before Mm -hmm. I knew what meditation was and like I knew who I was truly underneath all the layers of Mm -hmm. the competitor, Katie. And um, so I needed that clear, like, knocking in your face sign. Right. But like you said, like, so I was so low. Mm-hmm. But I think when we're self-aware, you don't have to be low to see those signs mm-hmm. you know, because you, you can see them. You're, you're awake. Right. <laughs> um, right. You know, so I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I definitely, you know, with your, your holistic practice now, it's definitely in alignment with my beliefs and philosophies around the approach that we need to take when it comes to our overall health and well-being. I believe very strongly in the mind-body-soul connection. It's not one. We have to have them all in order to have that sense of well-being that will allow us to achieve longevity, vitality, fulfillment, wholeness, an incredible relationship with ourselves. And I know for myself um, that with my journey, the places that I resisted the most have been the places where I have received the biggest benefits. And so when I was able to finally surrender and let go of the stories that I was holding on to, you know, that was allowing me to stay in that resistant space, when I finally surrendered to that and just let go, it's, it's been so incredible. So I can give you an example uh, of what I mean. When I was doing my master's program and I had gotten diagnosed with cervical cancer, I remember one of my professors pulling me aside and saying to me, Heather, you cannot keep this up. You cannot be the perfect mom, you know, the perfect dietitian. You can't be the, you know, the perfect bartender out there because I was working nights and weekends bartending to make ends meet. I was trying to be the perfect student. I was trying to be perfect at everything. And ultimately, um, she said to me, you need to take a little time to meditate. And so she gives me, she actually gifted me this beautiful set. Back then we had CDs and she gifted me this beautiful um, meditation set. And I will never forget like rolling my eyes at her like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, who's got time for that? And um, shortly after that, so she gives me this CD set. I take it home. You know, it sits there for quite some time. Finally, one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this thing a try. So I pull it out. I sit there. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, my thoughts are everywhere. I'm judging myself. And I literally pop up and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I cannot do this. This is, I have other things that I need to be doing. And then shortly after that experience, um, I remember getting diagnosed with cervical cancer. And when I got that diagnosis, I just remember thinking to myself, hmm, how is it that I have cancer? 
I have the nutrition down. I have the exercise down. Like this doesn't make any sense. I am the picture, you know, I am the picture of health. Mm -hmm. And that was really when I had to let go of what I thought health meant in terms of it just being nutrition and exercise and really start exploring into the areas of stress management and our coping skills and our sleep behaviors, as well as how all of that is connected to our gut health and how all of that contributes to chronic disease and our overall state of health and well-being. And I'm so grateful you know, that I was able to have that diagnosis, to be able to have that epiphany and understand the connection um, because we have to think differently when it comes to our approach around health and wellness and having the body that we want to live in um, in order to be able to sustain nutrition and exercise behaviors I feel very, very confidently that we have to think differently about the approach and it all starts with our mindset and being able to cope and manage whatever the circumstances are in our life um, in a way that's going to serve us. And part of being able to do that for me is now meditation which is something I was so, so resistant uh, to leaning yeah. into. <laughs> it yeah. cracks me up. Like it cracks me up. Now I'm like, can I go meditate? Like, can I go meditate? I'm like addicted to meditating. I absolutely love it. I'm not in a space yet where um, I am a good meditator on my own. I still do much better with guided meditation uh, yeah. and hypnotic meditation, but I know mm -hmm that I'm inching closer and closer to that day, I'll be able to sit at the beach and sit there and be in a state of peace without needing any mm -hmm. assistance whatsoever, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I actually started um, like meditation on my own. I didn't do guided. And then mm -hmm. I discovered guided and I was like, this is life changing. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is, it really is. <laughs> There is this incredible um, practitioner. He's a hypnotherapist that practices out of Newport. And um, he specializes in hypnotic guided meditations. And so I have downloaded so many of his programs. His name is Scott Sandlin. He, um, he works specifically with like health practitioners in the dentistry industry and helping people who have a lot of anxiety around having procedures done and anesthesia. But um, his, his stuff, you guys have to check him out. He's absolutely amazing. And his stuff is really affordable. I think working with him one-on-one -on -one is a little bit more um, pricey, but he definitely has a lot of resources available that are cost-effective. But I recently um, decided to invest in a hypnotherapist. And it was such an incredible experience because ultimately what I was able to discover is that I really, you know, part of me having resistance around showing up consistently is limiting beliefs around my ability to be successful. And so ultimately I have fear of success. And yeah. I was able to really um, 
work on some of those limiting beliefs and narratives and stories that were deeply rooted in my subconscious by doing hypnotherapy guided meditation um, in person. She also does like on over the phone consultations. Um, but it was a really awesome experience. Well, I've yeah. never done that. That sounds, sounds cool. My, one of my friends is actually certified in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. I've never done it. Yeah, I, it's definitely, I, I had been resistant to that, you know, hypnotherapy thinking, yeah, right, whatever. Right. And um, having the experience was really fulfilling. And I had a lot of breakthroughs. I actually purchased a, a bundle of sessions. And after two, I haven't gone back because I feel like everything I was searching for um, was fulfilled. So that's pretty exciting. And yeah, so anybody who's listening, um, you don't have to be like deemed a spiritual person to do meditation. Like, I think that's what like resisted me mm -hmm. for so long. And like, I personally had felt like I had to invest in Gabby Bernstein's like spirit junkie masterclass mm -hmm. to feel more comfortable, like embracing my spiritual side, but that's not needed. Right. Like you can do meditation, like you don't have to... Be, like be the most spiritual person in the room mm -hmm. to be comfortable meditating. Anybody can do it. It doesn't right. matter who you are. And I feel like if I knew that, like going into it and like even like hearing like our conversation, that would have helped me so much. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's important to touch on. There is this, I think there is a misconception around, um, you know, woo-woo. I, I hear the word, oh, people who meditate yeah. are woo-woo. And I think there's a misconception um, from a religious standpoint that people yes. think that they hold these specific religious beliefs. And if they were to practice meditation, that would be, you know, violating that belief system because then they weren't believing in God or, you know, whatever that belief is. And, and the reality is that meditation is a tool that we can use to connect with ourselves, mm -hmm. to actually be present within our own, this human body experience that we are having. Um, and that allows us to create self-awareness and improve our mindset and self-talk, which for me right. is a work in progress. You know, I right. will continue yeah, with you on that one. Yeah. So, um, every once, you know, I shouldn't say every once in a while, more often than less, I do find myself reverting back to old behavioral patterns mm -hmm. where I talk, you know, nasty to myself. And then yes. I stop myself and I'm like, Heather, that's the old default way we used to talk to each other. We don't do that anymore, but it's a work in progress. It's something that I have to invest a lot of energy and effort into the practice in order for it to shift that neuro pattern into a place that is more in alignment with how I want to behave and act in a more positive, self-serving manner. So I'm reading, um, it's, it's just a book based off of, of NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic uh -huh. Programming. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's NLP, the central guide. And they talk about like um, all these different techniques. Like when you hear like a negative voice, like try to say it again in your head, like in a seductive voice or like, uh -huh. and then it kind of like makes it funny. And then there's just all these, it's like 
cool. It's, I mean, it's a lot to soak in, mm-hmm. but um, lots of underlining. It's just kind of cool. And I've used a lot of those techniques and it's helped a lot. That's exciting. Yeah. It's so important for us to take control of that self-talk and that dialogue. You know, um, again, I've mentioned that the way that we think has such an incredible impact on our physiology that if we can just start there, everything else falls into place. We don't have to invest as much energy and effort to the other behaviors if we can really take control and start with our mindset and our thought process and allow that to um, serve us in a way that's going to serve our overall body and take a lot of the energy and effort out of the process. Yeah, I definitely. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. So what's next for Miss Katie Miller? What are you doing? What are you up to? Oh, so I have a lot of um, things coming up. I am moving in March. And, um, so that's kind of like the main thing on my mind, but last year I kind of restructured, um, and scaled my business. Mm -hmm. So this year is going to be more about like growing it. Um, you know, it was a huge change last year, so I really absolutely grow it. And, um, I also want to try um, some new things with my business. So we'll see where that goes. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited for you. I'm so proud of you. I am so honored to be able to have this conversation today and, you know, talk about our experiences um, as holistic practitioners and, um, it's just, it's just great things. So what kind of programs do you have available? Where can people find you? What kind of um, programs do you have? Yeah. So my website is www.katymillerfitness.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at KT, which the letter K, the letter T, Miller Fit. And uh, my main program that I have right now is called the Fit and Free Lifestyle Method. I am obsessed with it. Like they say to like create programs that you're obsessed with. I, this is like the first program that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It is the best program like I have ever created. And it's just what, how, how they're introduced me. It's you're going to improve your relationship with food yourself mm-hmm. and um, just exercise so you can live fit and free for life. Um, and you know what that means is just so the anxieties of food or your body or, um, always getting in your exercise, it's not taking over your, your mind. It's not consuming you. So you can be more present in your conversations with your loved ones. You can be a better wife, sister, friend, um, Mm. employee, dog, mom, you name it. Yeah. So that's my 90 day um, program and it is designed for fat loss, Mm -hmm. um, but it's sustainable fat Mm -hmm. loss. I love that. And I love the way that you describe that because a lot of people are intimidated of getting started with their health and wellness journey because they think that they're going to have to sacrifice so much of themselves, so much of their personal life, you know, pretty much a lot of what you experienced as a competitor, right? That's the kind of mindset that most individuals have when they are contemplating a health and wellness journey. 
which paralyzes them and keeps them in that resistant state. So having a program out there that is available that allows them to feel a sense of self and flexibility and balance is so important when it comes to sustainability long-term. This mm -hmm. has to be something that is like brushing your teeth. It just comes naturally. We don't have to put a lot of energy and effort into it. Before we walk out the door, we know that our teeth have been brushed and the same, you know, the same concept applies to our healthy lifestyle behaviors. It's something that we want to slowly build upon in a way that is cohesive with our current circumstances in our life. Those circumstances are always going to be changing. So you have to build that toolbox in order to adapt and be able to transition your healthy lifestyle along the life process. So, 100%. yeah, yeah. So good. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't even try to restructure what you just said. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Katie, I think you're doing great things for that potential that potential bikini competitor who's out there right now, potentially listening to this podcast episode. What piece of advice can you give her? So it depends what bikini competitor. Okay. Is, is she burnt out? Is she... So um, let's talk to the old Katie Miller. Okay. And while I was competing, um, your worth is not attached to your body, um, even though that's, you know, basically what your career... Mm -hmm. is based around but that is not attached to who you are as a person that mm -hmm. is separate and you are a soul in a body having a human experience mm -hmm. and um learn how to meditate mm -hmm. <laughs> learn how to journal and learn how to meditate and your experience with competing will just be that much better and if that person is contemplating walking away from the industry, but they are so, so fearful that if they walk away, they're going to lose their entire sense of identity. They're not going to be able to maintain their body composition. What kind of advice, words of wisdom can you encourage that person with? It gets so much better. Like life is, like I, I want to respect people for competing in that area of my life because it was good but man life is 10 times better when i just owned the decision to walk away i knew for so long that i was done competing mm -hmm. but i um wasn't admitting it to myself so mm -hmm. when i finally owned that decision i and that's another thing i was able to maintain my weight so much easier because i didn't have all that stress and it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's so much better. It just gets better. You can play around with different techniques and find your type of balance. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's amazing. So would your fit and free lifestyle method program be a perfect fit for somebody who was in that space, considering walking away from competing and looking for something new to transition to so that they can have that freedom and flexibility while still maintaining all of the things that they love so much about their body? Would you say that? Yes, absolutely. It's built for somebody like that or somebody like you don't have to be competing. Somebody mm -hmm. who takes things to extremes. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had a bad coach that coached them to um, really big extremes and they don't know how to lose weight any other way. Mm -hmm. This will teach you how to 
create a lifestyle where you still get results, but you're doing it in a realistic way where you don't gain 10, 15 pounds, 25 pounds like I did in a month on vacation. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Katie, thank you so much for being a guest today and sharing your experience, your knowledge, your expertise with the audience. I know there's a lot of people who are listening that are going to walk away with, you know, a lot of value from this conversation and hopefully some motivation that they can have the life of their dreams, that it is possible without having to, you know, um, resort to all of these very restrictive kind of behaviors. So thank you so much for your bravery, your courage to share your story, your courage to step up and, you know, come into alignment with what you knew you deserved for yourself. That's something to really be proud of. It's been such a pleasure watching your journey. I'm so happy to see you where you are. I know back in the day, it hurts sometimes to watch you do certain things, you know, um, and I just prayed that one day you would be exactly where you are at now. And for me, that's really exciting to, to see. So congratulations and thank you. Well, thank you, Heather. And thank you for having me on. I love what you're doing. And I, I just can't wait to see where number one, this podcast goes and also your business. So thank oh, you. So thank much. you. Yeah. I see a lot of opportunity for you and I being able to collaborate in the future. We're so much in alignment with um, our practices, our beliefs, our businesses. And so I think that, you know, we can really have a tremendous impact on others if we co-create and co collaborate just like we are doing today to share and inspire others. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. I'm so grateful that you stopped by. If you could just take a minute to share this episode with someone you think who would love it, it would be amazing. Take a screenshot that you've listened to the episode and tag at Think Yourself Healthy and myself at Nutrition Vixen so that I can share it. Leave a review on iTunes to let us know how much you loved being here and what you want to hear next. Until next time, don't forget to think yourself healthy. Thanks again, guys. Bye.